Welcome to How May I Offend You Today with Susanna B. Lewis. Remember, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the How May I Offend You Today podcast with Susanna. Not woe. Let's drop the woe, people. Let's drop the woe. What's with dropping the woe? If you follow me on Facebook, you probably saw a little over a month ago that I posted a manifesto. I mean, I got carpal tunnel writing up that thing about um, the desire to keep my private life private and not feel like I have the need to share every waking moment with the world on social media. So I have kind of devoted my social media platform to only sharing my writing. Uh, blog posts, um, articles that um, I find intriguing or uplifting or encouraging, that kind of thing. And uh, just kind of taking a step back from from every time I take a picture of my baby thinking, oh, the world needs to see this. I've learned that some moments are better kept to yourself. We don't have to share every bit of our lives on social media. Um, our lives do not have to be Yelp reviews. It seems every time I post something, and this is not a pity party of, oh, me, people don't like me, and they post mean comments. That's not what this is. People do post mean comments, uh, which did kind of, you know, um, get the ball rolling on me thinking, hey, I don't have to put up with this. I can put out what I want to put out on the Internet, and I don't have to take everything in. So a little change of pace there, not a lot of funny videos and things like that, just really dedicating my author page to my authoring, my writing. Um, I have, however, been um, sharing lately on my Facebook platform, Our um, my oldest daughter uh, is a freshman and her softball, I mean her basketball coaches, excuse me, um, her basketball coaches, Carla and Chris White, both of them coach her in basketball. Uh, their youngest son, Brett, who is in seventh grade, was recently diagnosed with leukemia. Um, it happened very suddenly. He's very sick at uh, Le Bonheur. Uh, medical center in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, very sick. He's still um, not stable enough to be transported to St. Jude. I have been posting updates about their family there. Um, their family is dear to our heart, dear to our community's heart. There's been an overwhelming surge of support for Brett and his family in our town, and it's just a beautiful thing to see. So I ask that you would, um, if you do follow me on Facebook, and I've posted about it on Instagram as well, that you would read those posts, and please keep that family, the Wyatt family, in your prayers. We're pleading Psalm 91 over them for complete restoration and healing. Um, God is good. He is faithful. And uh, we've seen already, uh, he was diagnosed with leukemia last week. We've already seen um, great miracles of um, stability and him um, improving in many different ways. However, he is still very sick. And so we I know that their family does appreciate all of the prayers and support. I believe there is, um, I know there is a way to donate to the family to help relieve medical costs. If you feel led to do that, that is absolutely appreciated. If you're unable to do so, though, uh, we just... Uh, the family just covets your covets your prayers, and so we're so thankful for that. Um, on this episode, I wanted to just give a little update of what's been going on and some things to come. I know I've been MIA for quite some time. I am pleased to an- announce that I have signed a two-book fiction deal with HarperCollins, uh, Thomas Nelson, and uh, excited about that. I'm writing fiction. I love 
writing fiction, you guys. It's, you know, nonfiction is fun. Nonfiction is hard for me, though. It's a lot of um, trying to figure out what I want to say and how to say it well, kind of like I'm doing right now with this podcast. But fiction is freeing and fun, and you can just sit down and make up stuff. It's a way to lie and get away with it and not feel judged or feel like you're going to get caught in a lie. I can just make up a whole person and their circumstances and their valleys and their mountaintops and highs and lows and what they're wearing and what they're eating and what they're drinking and what the seasons are and what their house looks like and if their golden retriever is obese, I mean, you can just, oh, fiction is so fun. Uh, my favorite, well, my first work of fiction was 10 Years Taken. That was written in 2015, um, right before my mother passed away. And she was um, able to read that book. And she loved that book and kept a copy of it on our nightstand and was my biggest supporter and biggest fan. But that was the first uh, nonfiction, I'm sorry, the first fiction book that I had published in 2015. I've had several since, but I'm really pleased to announce that uh, I will have um, not self-published fiction, but actual fiction that you can walk into the bookstore and see my name on the shelf over on the fiction side. Instead of just the nonfiction side, I am so blessed and thankful. This is absolutely a dream come true. when I was eight, I wasn't thinking, oh, I want to write inspirational nonfiction books about my parents dying and what I learned from that. Wasn't thinking that. When I was eight years old, I was thinking, oh, I want to write fiction. I want to make up stories that make people laugh and cry and stay up late and are late for work the next day because they were up reading my book all night and now they're mad at everybody and they almost got fired all because of my book. And they were late for work. So pleased to announce that. Um, also, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not the COVID. It is the post-nasal drip. And I am not quarantining because of post-nasal drip. How may I offend you today? Also so excited. I've reached out to um, several friends and authors that uh, some you know, some you may not know, but people that I believe will have a fresh perspective and can be guests on my show. Right now, the holdup is figuring out how to do that. Zoom is an option, of course, um, but the platform that I use for my podcast, there's some glitches. So that's what I'm doing is trying to figure out how to clearly have my guests speak on the show. Um, and possibly doing a Facebook Live with them, recording it live for you to see, as well as listen. So that's what I'm working on right now. But I have several lined up, and we're going to be talking from everything to parenting, to faith, um, the tumultuous time that we are living in right now, maybe even a little politics. I am so sick of politics. I have finally learned to just turn the television off And pray to God whenever I'm upset and I see something that makes my blood boil. There's really nothing I can do about it. I can take a stand about it, yes, but nothing good really comes from any of us ranting on the internet about our candidates and our 
grievances with anyway i'm look i'm i feel a rant coming on right now i'm going to stop it in the name of jesus lord hold my tongue but we may dabble a little bit in politics and um the takeaways that we can have from these um tumultuous angry turbulent times and things we should be convicted of uh regarding politics um things we should stand up for and times the time a time to speak and a time to be quiet because it's not always time for us to speak that really we don't have to speak all the time. Sometimes we have to just be still. Even the Lord commands that be still and know that he is God and let him fight our battles for us. Other times we do speak. Sometimes we don't. So um, I would like to do a podcast on that. How do you know when to flap your trap or when to shut it? How do how do you know? The difference and what should you do? Um, also, some episodes coming up on being bold in the faith and bold in Christ and um, parenting teenagers, um, that kind of thing. Uh, listen, I'm going through all seasons of life over here with parenting. I've got a 14, almost 15 year old, a 10 year old, and an almost two year old. And um, I just want you to guess which one throws the more the most tantrums, and may not be the one you're thinking of. Um, there's all kind of hormones flying around this house and, um, uh, a lot of, of, uh, different perspectives. It's funny now that I have Annabeth, um, who is almost two, how I had forgotten how fun and precious this little stage is of watching your 22 month year old run around in footed Elsa pajamas with that little butt jiggling and just saying absurd things like, you know, no, no dog, no, no dog. And the dog's not even doing anything with a cheese slice in one hand and a um, naked doll baby in the other. Just really absurd things that, you know, if adults did those things, we would probably be committed for mental illness or um, opiate addiction. Um it's I had forgotten how fun the stage is and how precious the unruly curls and the hair. But I'd also forgotten that 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 uh, you know twos can be terrible. I mean, they can't um get a you know, get across, communicate well what they want, what they need. And so when they can't communicate that, it's usually just a pointing finger and that noise of a bleeding goat. And I have enough goats outside that bleat. Having a bleeding goat follow me around the house all day can be really stressful. And I'd forgotten that it's a it's it's a beautiful time. I am blessed. I am blessed. I prayed for this baby for six years, and God is a mighty, wonderful God who is faithful, and who you know, just like Hebrews eleven eleven says, you know, when he was faithful to Sarah, to Sarah, who who knew that he would keep his promise to her, even when her eggs were old and scrambled and way over easy. And, you know, God placed life in my womb, something that my husband and I had prayed for for six years. And so, you know, I prayed for it all. I prayed for the precious little booty running across the house in the Elsa onesie. But, you know, I and I also prayed for the uh, the bleeding goat noise as she points to gummies in the pantry. So I prayed for it all, but I had forgotten how stressful some parts of that can be and listen I've never had a teenager before a 14 almost 15 year old girl this is new waters uh, that I'm navigating and uh, the mood swings are for real up in here and let me tell you she's sweet she does not have a sassy mouth she doesn't talk back to me or things like that she you know but 
she just, you don't know what mood she's going to be in. And it's funny. And I, re- I read her text messages because I'm her mother and that's my job. If you're not reading your child's text messages, please do. Just grab the phone when they're not even expecting it and just read. Um, but I was reading some text messages. She was sending some friends the other day where we had gotten a little uh, tiff, she and I. And, it, you know, she was just, you know, I complaining about me, things she would never say to me. Uh, and I, I wasn't angry about it, but she was like, oh, my mama's being so extra. Oh, mama's doing this. Oh, and then she said that, you know, she's telling everybody our business and that's fine. That's what she needs to do is vent to her friends about it. I get it. But uh, it was just humorous to read and it was somewhat convicting, convicting in some ways. I was a little hard on her. And uh, but these teenagers, man, sometimes they just uh, we are the bane of their existence. I'll never forget my mother, you know, if you followed me, you know that she was just the love of my life. That's how you say it. Uh, and she passed away almost, oh, oh gosh, five years ago. I can't believe it's been that many years ago. My gosh, it seems like yesterday. Um, And, you know, I loved her so incredibly much. But I can remember getting in the car with her at 15, um, going to dentist appointments or having to run with her to Kroger. And she was the bane of my existence. I can remember her having a sneezing fit in the car one day. And I thought she was sneezing. She couldn't help it. I acted like she was doing it on person to in per, uh, on, on, on purpose. Excuse me. I acted like she was having a sneezing fit on purpose just to rob me of my joy and get under my skin. Because she was one of those you couldn't sneeze once or twice. It was like a 22 sneeze thing. We had to pull over on the side of the road until she got her life together. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if she sneezes one more time, I'm going to jump out of this freaking car. I remember thinking that. Gosh, she drove me nuts. Bless her heart. It was just pollen. I should have been mad at the pollen. Instead, I was mad at the woman who gave me life. But I thought of that the other day when I was reading Natalie's text messages to her friends. You know, she was just everything I do, just chewing my gum, gets under her skin. The way I so obnoxiously tell her to wake up in the morning by yelling, Zana! And I remember my mother doing that too. Zana! It wasn't Susanna. It was Zana. Zana! Who wants to hear that at 647 in the morning? And hear that again for the next 30 minutes until I finally got out of the bed. Then she'd come in there and just pull the covers off and open up the curtains. Oh, she was my least favorite person in that moment. My least favorite person. I would have rather, you know, some kind of dictator walk in there and, and you know, greet me at 740, at 640 in the morning rather than my mama screaming, Zana! and pulling the covers off the bed and opening up the windows but that's our love-hate relationship right now, and I, I, I'm getting under her skin, and uh, it's kind of fun, I won't lie, to get under her skin a little bit. Um, but anyway, and my 10-year-old boy, oh, he's just, he's just, he can do no wrong. He's just precious mama's baby. He's just a precious mama's boy, but that's how it is with boys. Anyway, I've rambled. I didn't intend to go off on that rant. I just wanted to check in with you guys, give you an update of what's going on. Please stay tuned. Um I am planning to go um, 
do the podcast every week, if not every week, every two weeks, bi-weekly, and have guests on the show. I'm working out the analytics of that, all the technical things that need to be done with that. I've ordered a new microphone. I want it to be um, legit. I want it to be encouraging. I want to make sure that I'm prayed up before every episode and that my guests are prayed up before every episode and we don't just jump into something and it end up being a verbal puddle of vocal diarrhea. That's not what I want, which I am 100% capable of. You already know that about me. So I just wanted everything to be right. And um, so just stay tuned with me. Keep following me on your favorite listening platforms, Apple, iTunes, um, Apple is iTunes, um, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts, just stay stay up to date. And I uh, just want to check in. Please continue to keep the Wyatt family in your prayers. Um, follow me on Facebook and Instagram if you have not. I have been posting a lot of my blog at woesusanna.com as well, trying to get back into writing instead of just being um, an internet personality, that kind of thing. I have a pin post at the top of my Facebook page, which explains more of that in detail. Um, and yeah, working on fiction. Super excited about that. I'll keep you up to date on that. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for tuning in today, and God bless.